Time to Talk Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Uh, I can actually say thanks to Morris O'Connor for the last two for the last hour because Morris was back after a couple of weeks off Morris was there with Kilkenny Today Kilkenny Today of course is on between 5 and 6 each weekday evening here on Community Radio Kilkenny City we've no Jack tonight he's gone over to Old Trafford that must be a punishment for something he'd done in the previous <laughs> life being made to go to watch Manchester United at the moment he's over gone over to the match he'll be back next Tuesday night Burr Scott as controversial a weekend in oh, the English Premier well, League as there ever was surprises and plenty of controversy and, he, and, and Cueve Chelsea actually Chelsea. scored two goals yes, in, in the month of October <laughs> well he won in the whole of September and the first game in October we get two yeah look at obviously we'll be looking back at all the controversies and the, and the, diff, uh, the hard to predict results from the weekend just gone by that'll be in the second part of the programme in part three of course we'll look f- ahead to next weekend's fixtures any Champions League and any other bits and pieces that we have to discuss but as always the local stuff is the bread and butter here and it's slowly but surely kicking in we'll, we'll be covering a little bit more of the local stuff as the, as the week's progress if you'd like to interact with the programme as always our text number is 086-353-7782 that's 086-353-7782 that text line of course is sponsored by taxback.com which is a Cluentech company you can also message us on whatsapp on 087-4011-887 that's whatsapp 087-4011-887 we look back at the weekend's results um, and we look ahead to next weekend's fixtures locally there's one big big fixture of course that we'll have to we'll have to discuss Berbert and Cueve last weekend last Saturday just to mention the FEI Youth Cup with four Kilkenny teams went to, went to battle in the Leinster Youth in the FEI Youth Cup last Saturday and all four won and won well great great uh, weekend for Kilkenny to Freebooters won 3-1 to home to Gory Rangers that's a good win for Booters because Booters that youth team is actually an under, a lot of them is, is, it would have been last year's a team under 16 you know what I mean so it's a good step up in age that was a good win for them Gory Rangers would always be strong Evergreen they also had a good win against Wexford opposition they won 4-1 at home to Camp Hyle United Thomastown made uh, the, 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 the long trip to Town over the border not too far from Thomastown and they won 5-0 and Bridge United they went all the way down to Courtown, won 6-1 against Courtown Hibs these are all impressive results like Gory Rangers Camp Hyle you know, Courtown, they'd be big names in Wexford, handy, yeah. in Wexford football. So, great weekend for the local teams in the FAI Youth Cup. We also had a number of schoolboys teams that were victorious in the under 12s, 14s, and 16 Sketchers Cup. And indeed, we had some of our girls' teams out in the under 14 National Cup as well. And some were victorious. So, well done to them. Into Sunday then. And Callan, they bowed out of the Leinster Junior Cup. They were beaten 2 1 at home to Terra New Rangers under 21s last Sunday afternoon. Evergreen progressed. They got a walkover. They were due to play at home to Park Orient. They got a walkover. It's the second time this season Evergreen have received a walkover. And it's not, you know, they don't want to be getting these. Like, know, Evergreen would rather play these games. As we said, yeah. you know, but anyway, they got a walkover, so they're gone through. Um, in the Pat Mar Shield, there was two games played at the Pat Mar Shield. Booters, very impressive. They won 4 0 away to Bridge United. Bridge United, who had been made, made a really good start to the season, had won all their games in all competitions before the weekend, but. 
as I anticipated maybe on Saturday that you know maybe just that step up in class might be a little bit too much for him on this occasion and Boot has won 4-0 and were very impressive by all accounts I was talking to a few lads were down there you know because Bridge United are a decent side like that's, yeah. that's so but so Booters actually played well and won the game and uh, that's a good win for them Dean Celtic they also had a good win high scoring game down in Venice Bridge last Sunday morning they won 6-3 away to East End in the in the Mar Shield um, good result East End going well I know there were there are, there are a couple of divisions below Dean Celtic but still they'd always be a tricky team to beat in their home side in Venice Bridge so good win for them there was only one game played there was plenty of goals around Kilkenny last Sunday morning they did want to be woeful on looking out to be a game and not see a ball of goals there was eight shared in the game in Ratdowney last Sunday morning between Clover and Highview four apiece that's Clover's first point of the season badly wanted for them Highview also their first point but they've only played two games Clover have played four so um, share of the spoils there four all that was the only game played in the Premier Division in the Division 1 league then there was just the one game as well Evergreen B they have a 100% record that's 2 from 2 they won 2-1 away to Ormond Villa that was Ormond Villa's first league game of the season hard fought battle there good win for Evergreen B um, looks like Evergreen B are going to be definitely one of the teams that uh, one of the teams to beat in the Division 1 league there in the, the Emerald Tiles Division 2 league Evergreen 46 they had their second win in a row they won 4-2 away to Lions B good win for them there uh, Thomastown B they had their second win out of three in the league they, the, their neighbours Highview Athletic B 4-1 good win for them Stonyford United's um Resurrection continues, you know what I mean? And and uh, Carrick Shock now with the Carrick Shock finished with the hurling, they should get stronger again over the next couple of weeks. But uh, they won 5 3 away to New Park. Good win for Stonyford. Damien Raggett is back playing with it for Stonyford. Himself and his son were on the were on the were on the on the mark for Stonyford. Damien is playing in the over thirty five league for Bridge United, but that's a separate entity. So he's back. But good he'll still score goals down yeah. at that level. And I know he'd be proud to be saying that he scored them. And I think the young lad laid it on a he, 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 if Damon was here now he'd tell you a different version of this but I think the young lad laid it on a plate for him it was sympathy last Sunday and if you're listening Damon I'm only messing Booters B they were comprehensive winners against River Rangers B that's three from three for Booters B I have a feeling that as the season progresses Booters B are going to be too strong for the majority of the teams in this league and Dean Celtic B they went to Johnstown and won 3-2 away to the locals so plenty of goals as you can see last weekend in the in the local stuff now the weekend just coming on uh on Saturday there's a load of Kenny teams involved in all the different uh, national cups and different things but uh, on Sunday there's two games down for decision in the St. Canis' Credit Union Premier Division Dean Celtic are at home to Highview Highview got their first point of the season last weekend away to Clover Dean Celtic that have played one game in the league they had a, and they've won that away to Clover so you know it's still only very early stages of course maybe home advantage might be enough for Dean Celtic there in that game but the big game, you know, and it's very, it's very unusual actually to see, to see the uh, the, um, the you know the, the the old firm squaring up so early in the season. But that's what's happening here on the Kells Road next Sunday morning. Evergreen A against Booters A, eleven o'clock. Doesn't need a whole lot of introduction. Um, Evergreen A have three points on the board uh, following a walkover a few weeks ago from Clover. So, in effect, this is their, actually their first outing in the league. It'll be the first time they'll have played in the league. They haven't played in a couple of weeks either because they got a walkover Leinster Junior Cup. Not ideal preparation. I know they're no. playing friendlies, but not ideal preparation for them. Booters also have only played the one game in the league. They had a very comprehensive win against Callan. It's very unusual for them to be playing one other so early in the season. I don't know. Is there a specific reason for it? 
they have to play twice in the league anyway and, and obviously you know over the last few years and especially last season and I have a feeling it's going to be the same this season that you know the, the results of the two games when they play one another is is going to be huge you know what I mean it's going to be huge um, Evergreen got the better of Booters in that race at the death in the league last season Booters led the way for, for a long for long periods in that were in contention Um it's very hard to know because it's so early in the season. Normally, you know, it could be nearer to Christmas before they play one another for the first time. Or oftentimes they don't play one another only twice in the second half of the season oh, after Christmas. Right. So it's impossible to say booters are going well. You know, scoring goals, strong panel. Evergreen are always going well. And they've also, you know, uh, added a couple of players to their panel. Look at... I think it's so early in the season. I think there, sh- there will be an element of caution in this that because both teams will know... If one if one of them loses the game, straight away they're on the back foot for the rest of the season in the league. Because, with all due respect to most others, it's very difficult. Like I mean, Bridge United, you know, on paper look like the third best team in the league, and you know, definitely, and and they were beaten comprehensively by Booters last weekend in the Shield. So, yeah, I know, and I de- de- deliberately didn't bring anyone on from either the, se- the, the from say Gary or or Higgs or Sean or Endless from Booters or Gary from from Evergreen for because it's so early in the season. I know they don't want to jinx it or talk about a game of this magnitude so early in the season. I'm going to sit in the fence and say I, I wouldn't be surprised if they cancel one or out Sunday morning. I think if you offer both of them a draw now, they might take it and wait till later on in the season and when they play their 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 next one because it's so early. If 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 you lose now. You know straight away that you're 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 going to be playing catch up against the other one for the rest of the season. I know if the boys were here, they wouldn't agree with me, but that's the reality of it from a from a neutral point of view. Looking out, so don't be surprised if they cancel one another one another out on the Sunday morning. They're you managed in these games. They do they're, like they're massive massive Actually, games. They're great games, you know. Yeah. I, I I know a man actually. He said he was refereeing one of these games, Freebooters and Evergreen. And he had been a great player, I'll tell you who he was in a minute, but I met him uh, one day outside the people office and they were playing the following Sunday and he said, I'm refereeing it. I just said to him, who's doing the match? And I'm, he said, I'm doing it. And he said, Barry, he said, I'm looking forward to it more than I used to playing. Yeah. And that was a fair space. It was, yeah, it was. Yeah, well, they played. Yeah, I'll tell you how big the game is. Oh, yeah, like, the I remember back in the, I remember the first one I played in with Evergreen. I was only 16 or 17. And I were playing booters on on a Patrick's Day in the morning and Paddy's Day below on the Kells or below on the Fair Green. It's a long time ago, sort of 30-something years ago, whatever it is. And uh, I'll never forget, I was out in the right wing. I was only young lad. Maybe I definitely wasn't any more than 17. And who was I marking? I was marking Jack Pints' old lad, Budgie. And I can genuinely say I never saw a slight nor sign. He kicked me up and down the pitch. I learned a valuable lesson that day. I said, and then, you know what that lesson was? The next time we're playing booters, I'm going to play over on the other wing. That was the lesson, that was the lesson I learned that day. So look, we look forward. There'll be a huge crowd on the Kells Road on Sunday morning for that one. By the way, it was Tom Hogan. I was guessing it was Tom Hogan. I was guessing it was Tom Hogan that was the referee. Okay, two games in the Division 1 league. River Rangers A, they go in to play Ormond Villa in Garen Green on Sunday. Ormond Villa were beaten in their first league game last weekend, so they'll be keen to get something out of that. River Rangers, inconsistent start to the season. I'll give the nod to Ormond Villa in the home, at home there. And Lines, they're at home to Tullerone, also at 11 o'clock in Doro on Sunday morning. And I believe this is Lines A's first game in the league, and they internet after freezing on me on the phone now uh, Tullerone 
have been going well over the last couple of seasons have made a decent start to this season as well so I don't know what lines are like but the fact that they've entered a B team into the league tells me that yeah. at least numerically they're strong that they have plenty of players I know they have a good underage structure in Doro as well you know so I have a feeling they will be decent this season so they might home advantage might be enough against Tullerone Oftentimes in these games it's the little things that are going oh, to matter you know what I mean and, and, and the home advantage in this situation might be enough there's six games down for the de- decision in the Division 2 league so full Castle Warren B there at home to Lions B at 11 o'clock um out in Buckley Park so it looks like Buckley Park is ready for the Castle Warren adventure to begin out there Stonyford United before mentioned Stonyford going well Mr Raggett back banging in goals at home to Spy United uh, Stonyford will probably have a couple of the Carrick Shock lads back as well Brian Donovan and one or two others so um, I expect them to get stronger in this league as the, over the next few weeks so I'd be hope and I'd be anticipating they might be too strong for Spy United there the, uh, 12 o'clock the other four games are all at 2 o'clock in the afternoon St John's are home to Thomastown B uh, Thomastown B have two wins from their first three games St John's really progressive I like St John's I like what John Conray and the lads did you know a small club in the city kind of swamped by the the, the city clubs course, are, you know yeah. do, in, in the city is dominated by of course by the big team so I always look out for St John's results Evergreen 46 have won a couple on the bounce they'll be doing well to make it three in a row at two o'clock on Sunday uh, because they're playing Booters B and I anticipate Booters B will be too strong for Evergreen 46 the East End well beaten by Dean Celtic in the Mar Shield that weekend just gone by I expect them to get back on winning terms at 2 o'clock at home to Dean's at Highview B and Dean Celtic B are at home to River Rangers B on, in Comer at 2 o'clock. The ladies are back this weekend as well the St. Canis's Credit Union Ladies Shield three games down for decision at 11 o'clock out in Doral Lions are at home to New Park Clover United are at home to Evergreen at 2 o'clock in Rat Downey and Mill Celtic from Carlow they're back in the Kilkenny League again this season and they're at home to Thomastown United Thomastown of course and Mill Celtic two of the real strong teams in the league last season so I expect both of them will be up there or thereabouts as well and that's at 2 o'clock in Carlow on Sunday so lots of action you know and as the next few weeks progress there's a lot more and more action going to come on the Oscar Trainer is coming back up as well Darren Doyle from Bridge United leads a management team with over the Oscar Trainer team over the next few weeks they're down to play in the, the October bank holiday weekend so over the next few weeks we'll, uh, we'll be looking at that um, and next, next Tuesday night we'll have reaction of course from the Kells Road next Sunday morning in what's bound to be a really interesting game between Evergreen and Booters Jimmy Cohan uh, ex uh, I managed Jimmy back in the day he scored for Rochdale at the weekend over in England so just to mention we always keep an eye on them Gavin Houlihan yeah. didn't and Shawnee, Shawnee Maguire played a good limp percentage of the game for Carlisle didn't uh, didn't get on the score sheet there but we'll keep a close eye on all the Kilkenny lads over there so that's it for the local stuff we better go and pay a few bills and when we come back we'll look back at what can only be described as a crazy weekend in the English Premier League TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. 
And at 23 minutes past six, you're welcome back to part two of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Give out the text number again. We have a few in there. We'll get to them later on. 86 That's 86 That text line, of course, is sponsored by Taxback.com, which is a clune tech company. Right, lads? On Monday morning... All the newspapers, you couldn't but hide, or you couldn't but be knee-deep in the controversies that were in the Premier League in the weekend just gone by. Look, and we'll meet them as we, as we, as we come along to each game. We will skirt over some of them. Villa 6, Brighton 1. Couldn't see this result coming. And not a surprise that Villa won, but Jesus. I know I've said in the past that Brighton are capable of throwing in a few dodgy ones, you know what I mean? The way they played, they're so gung-ho. But they got hockeyed here. Yeah, well, sure. Look... <laughs> I used to always say at the beginning of the season, expect the unexpected. I don't think I said it this. <laughs> but last weekend was certainly the unexpected. Ah, yeah. And, and this, this was one this of was the one of them. Yeah, Queef. I said to you about, don't back the early game. And I'd say that would have busted a hell of a lot of accumulators <laughs> straight <laughs> away. You know, and Ali Watkins scored a yeah. hat-trick. And he's, you know, he's really, he's carrying on this season where he left off from last season. Yeah, and, and he's needed for them really yeah, you know, yeah. he's, he's brilliant and he's, he's hitting the form at the right time for him a um, couple of other lads as well that, that new guy they brought in is your man Diaby as well yeah yeah a couple of players yeah, there Villa have brought in and they've, they've bought cleverly and bought well and they're they're keeping it ticking over yeah goals in the Brighton games but goals in the Brighton yeah. games at, oh, both, yeah. at both ends True. of the pitch yeah, and bought into the pitch. Okay, Arsenal won four 0 away to Bournemouth. Bournemouth still haven't won a game in the Premier League this yeah. season. Uh, comfortable for Arsenal. But well, that was the only game where you yeah. could say it went hard to plan. Yeah, you know, and and you know, good win for Arsenal. Yeah, a, a, a routine. Yeah, showing the the quality to have and like Bournemouth, it's, they're they're struggling there big time. You could know you're you're playing against Arsenal. You're they're probably weren't weren't expecting to get a whole lot out of it. Um, but again, yeah. it has been Bournemouth. They kind of need to need to start finding something fairly quick. Yeah. Or it starts, starts get to a bit of butterfly. Everton had a great 3-1 win last weekend or the weekend before guys away to Brentford and they followed that up with a great win 2-1 away to Aston Villa in the EFL Cup midweek and uh, everyone said that Everton have turned a corner Calvert-Lewin is back scoring goals and they're going to shoot up the table now and all as well uh, they lost 2-1 at home to Luton yeah, well, it was a, a shock really a shock at the weekend I think this was it even more so than Wolves beating Man City because Everton two wins Again, Brentford and Aston Villa. Away from home. Away. And they couldn't beat Luton at home. Just show you. Talking about bookies having a bit of a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think we had said it last week about, you know, being Everton being at home and their home games are going to be key for them. Especially like that, you're playing against Luton and yeah. you're going to be playing against those teams down where you're going to be fighting for yeah. in the relegation places. That's a huge game to lose. And it's going to knock the confidence now again. I mean, they would have been on a high after winning yeah. those two they games. Course, All of yeah. a sudden now... Yeah. Completely knocked the other way. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, Calvert Lewin might have scored. Yeah, all these lads in the Premiership, they're all professional footballers. Mm. Yeah, and whether they're down at the bottom or up at the top, on a good day, they're capable of upsetting the other team. Yeah, but I, I, like, and Rob Edwards, the Luton manager, has come out it, and he's, I think, he feels that his that his team are being really disrespected in all, you yeah, know, well, by the, could, by I, all the media and by yeah. the pundits and all. Like every, you know, they'll get the worst points total in the history of the Premier League and all. And maybe they're going to maybe they're going to surprise a few more people. Well, they're I, playing at yeah. home to Burnley tonight. In that game, should have been played on the first game That's of the season, right. but the ground wasn't ready. Yeah. If they beat Burnley tonight, um, they have yeah. seven points. Yeah, I nearly put my head in it. Yeah, and like you know, we said about Kenilworth Road going to be a key place for them, and that's where they're going to pick up their points. 
I mean, Burnley haven't started. Like, you know, everyone was saying of Luton are going to have the worst points total. Mm. I mean, there there was yeah. themselves Sheffield United and Burnley all had one point up until up until that game. You no, know, so I mean, it's that they're all in that mix. So Everton, you have to give them. And it's back to square one for Everton. They're yeah. in the mire, and you know. And, and look, Jim, they've been in the mire all season. Mm. Yeah, Whatever way they get, well, they get a few points here and there and try and keep themselves up. But I don't think they're going to get up above. Certain, oh, yeah. you know, they well, want to be down there. When Everton are struggling, and another team are struggling. Like, I sat down Saturday afternoon, sneaky sandwich in front of me, said, Row United are after turning a corner. They beat, <laughs> they beat Palace 3 0 in the EFL Cup. Palace coming again to Old Trafford, they'll roll over. United will stuff them. Uh, that didn't happen. United lost 1 0. United were muck. Crystal Palace were full value for the win, and uh, it's hard to know what to say about United, Bear. It is. It is hard. Now, look. They've had a lot of problems. There've been injuries and there've been this and that. There's trouble off the field and everything that could be going wrong is going wrong. Ma- uh, Marcus Rashford, who hit 30 goals last season, has only got one goal from eight matches. That's really a, a slump. And they're all over the place. They have the wrong lad captain, I think, no matter what we say. No, there's no question that, <laughs> and, yeah. And... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Galatasaray beat him tonight. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if they lose, if they don't beat Galatasaray tonight, Cueve, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, right, they've lost four out of their opening seven knee games. And the three that they won, they were fortunate, you could yeah. say, to win each one of them. So they were beaten by Bayern Munich in the first game of the Champions League. If they lose tonight against Galatasaray, or if they fail to win, he's going to be under huge pressure. Massive. Um, yeah, I mean, like, thinking at home against Palace. Palace aren't, you know, playing well no, under no, Ray Hodgson. Decent, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you have to be winning that game. Like, you said about, you know, before you said about Rashford only having one goal. I think Casemiro is your top goal scorer this year. Yeah. Five, five goals. Yeah. And like that sums it up. And he's a defensive midfielder who's, know, who yeah. came probably didn't score five goals in, in a in a full season with Real Madrid. Because wouldn't have been yeah. ex, wouldn't have been expected to. Yeah. And when you look at the players that they have, I mean, I thought Mason Mount going in there would change it and, and they'd be a much more attacking side and would free up a couple of other players like so Fernandez to 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 be able to roam around a bit more and the same with Rashford but Whatever is going on... Ah, yeah, it's all is not well. All is oh, not well. It's not well. No, you know, all is not well. You know, there's no question about that. No, there's but no if question. you look at the, like that, the Champions League, like you said, they lose that game. Look, you know, they've that a big final game, you know, in that, in that particular round against Copenhagen. Um, you know, Copenhagen are probably going to be the bottom side in it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no. I'm telling you it, now. It's, it's going to be... And Galatasaray, like, they have a few decent players. But sure, I guarantee you... Listeners, when you're sitting down to watch that game tonight on the telly, and when the Galatasaray lineup comes up, you'll know more than half of them. A lot of them played in the Premier League up to very recent times, including Wilfred Saha, who played for the aforementioned Crystal Palace, you know, and Manchester United. Of course, he'd be back. He'd be back as his old few, one of his old stomping yeah, grounds. Few at the Champions League. Is it? Is it? Uh, Cardi is there and Dries Mertens? Oh yeah, that's more well used to Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're far from it. It'll be very interesting over the next couple of weeks. We'll wait till next Tuesday night. Jack will give us. Yeah. A <laughs> give us a feel. Okay, last weekend, back to it. The, la- the next two results were routine 2 0 home wins Newcastle against Burnley, West Ham against Sheffield United. Uh, nothing to report there. Bear, I said it here last Tuesday night and I said it on Saturday on Saturday Sport. Wolves are home to Manchester City. Wolves have no chance, more or less. That's what I said. And of course, Wolves won 2 1. And we're. You know, no one could say they didn't deserve to win the game 2-1. Now, I know Man City, you know, 
they're not going to win every game, but it was hard to see this result coming. Yeah, well, this is it. Look, I, I've been saying the way things were going, that maybe Man City might go through the season winning every game. I'm glad they didn't win. Now, I wasn't expecting Wolves to beat them. There's no way I was expecting that to happen. But I'm glad they did happen because it's opened up. You know, the other teams will say, you know, we have a chance here against City. They're not unbeatable and it might make a bit of a race for the title. Yeah, and, and Cueve, like, you know, it is good. And then we'll come to Liverpool in a minute. You know, at least, and Arsenal picked up points. You know, Wolves had been playing better than their league position yeah. warranted and, and, and full credit to them you know what I mean they didn't you know they went out they had a game plan they stuck to it and they got the result got the result yeah I mean yeah like I know last Tuesday we kind of dismissed it completely but that was because of it being City if they were playing anyone else you might have given them a chance because of those games they played well against Liverpool played well against United in the first game of the season you know have played reasonably well against some of the bigger teams they're playing against but completely unexpected maybe for City Meet these kind of couple of injuries and, and Diaz being out. Well, that man Rodri, that oh, Rodri, sorry, yeah. yeah. He, we were saying it here last week. He's one of their key players, yeah. and I just said it's interesting that he, when he's suspended, they're beaten. Yeah, because yeah, no. yeah. yeah, he he pulls the strings from big time in that midfield, especially with De Bruyne being out. Do you know, yeah. maybe there is a little bit now of, of Guardiola going to have to have a look and see. Just maybe we're going to have to kind of have a look at this and see maybe are we going to have to change things around a little bit because, yeah. you know... They're, they're yeah, not going a, to panic. No. They said a oh, game of no. They've lost a game of football, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just, it's just you know, very, very hard result to predict. Right, the Saturday evening game, lads, we've got to it. Spurs 2, Liverpool 1. That doesn't tell a colour of the story. Ah. We're not going to spend too long on it because ah, it's no. been... But Bear... VAR is, is an yeah. unmitigated disaster. It's, it's, it's ruining the game at football. I, I said to you earlier on there, Jim, years ago, before this VAR came, the referee went out with his linesman, he refereed the match, and they, all, they often made mistakes. You know, it, it, things happened, but people just took it on the chin, and a few days after, it was forgotten about. But since this VAR came in, everything has been scrutinised, looked at, it's all over the papers. The matches is forgetting about, you know, forgotten about. Yeah, but well, the whole reason for VAR was to rectify the, the aforementioned problems that were, that yeah. there, or mistakes that Bear was mentioning. But this this was ridiculous. Now, this game, the, the, the guys that were in the VAR, whoever was in charge of VAR last Saturday evening in, in Spurs should be sacked. There's no way they should be allowed have anything to do with football, you know, because, and I'm a Man United supporter, mm. you know, like, I know he was sneering and winding know, up the Liverpool know, lads, right, and that's fair enough, right, well, that's crack. But all joking aside, like, that first goal, I, I don't know what they were looking at. And the first sending off with no way, that was a red card no. either. I mean, that, d- disaster. Yeah, but like, that's, that's like you said, like, none of us here are Liverpool fans, but we're, we're football fans. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it, could be one of, of, it could be our team next yeah, week. Like. like, in terms of what that's done, like, that was, that was the highlight read of the weekend. I thought that was going to be a, a cracker of a game. But, Again, we're talking about VAR, and it's not just one-off things where VAR is making a mistake here and there. It's nearly every week, and there's something happening. That is one of the worst ones. I mean, they said it afterwards. The VAR thought that he'd given the goal, so they went back and they thought, okay, and then... Did they not they wonder why, why there wasn't running back to the halfway yeah, line to kick yeah. off? Or? And they were going to, that, that they gave the free kick. But as you said, there's a referee on the field, there's a VAR, there's an assistant VAR, there's three fellas yeah. there. Not one of them could say, yeah. right, 
maybe even right they took the free kick we'll say okay lads maybe we'll have a look at this when the ball goes dead we can bring it back yeah. they didn't do that they moved on but a lot of it like I think as well is referees now and probably VARs to a degree are terrified to make a decision because like this they're going well, they're going to get torn yeah. apart the referees yes. especially you said the truth yeah Cave, yes, definitely. That that has crept into the game. Yeah, but I, yeah, but the the whole point of the VAR mm. is to help the referee yeah. to make the right decision. Right, the referee can't be expected to see everything. I I'd have sympathy for the referee in this in this scenario. Right, yeah. you know he you know right he he made the decision or whatever, but he's relying on the lad sitting up in that studio, not looking yeah, at that screen. But, but this is what's happening. Mm. You're now you're, before it was the referee was on the pitch. But now there's lads above in the box as well. Yeah, but well. what are they looking at, Dopper? Yeah. What are they looking at? Oh, well, this is the thing. So this is the whole point, like. Yeah, Liam well. used to say here, VAR is okay, it's the lads that yeah, are... Well, right. He's dead, right. Right. Like, the technology is <laughs> yeah. there, but it's the lads that are using the technology and that are, are you know, working the technology. Like, that... It's every week we're talking about yeah. this, but this is the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. What this they, is the what worst. What did they do all summer? I mean, like, we had this problem last season with decisions. And the whole summer they had maybe to, to have a look at how they were going to train let's use it and what did we come back with this season no we're going to stick an extra 10 minutes on the end of a game rather than actually looking at the real problem which is VAR and, and because it is there's nothing wrong with technology yeah. it is the lads because the goal, even apart from the goal lads Curtis Jones sending off mm. like that chap like, there's no way he should have been sent off for that like I mean it's not as if the Spurs defender spent two days in A&E after the, t- the uh, challenge like he got back up fairly quickly after yeah, the, you know yeah. like Jones as he went in he, he slipped over the ball yeah, he, like, he just hit the top but they of the showed, ball but they showed this freeze frame of the yeah. exact moment where he made that bit of contact with the Spurs defender and it looked like a leg breaker that's the first you know, thing the referee saw so that's, with yeah, that so, picture but that's, yeah. you can't judge it on that basic no. picture and I, I, I have to say like I you know I know there, there's lots of sneering going around on social media and, and Mickey taken or whatever but Liverpool can feel really really aggrieved and, and then you know, an own goal in the 95th minute, Barrett, just to really oh, put the ice on the game. Yeah, and they didn't deserve to lose That's the game. Tough, but credit yeah. to Spurs, look at it, you know, it's not, they were the beneficiaries this time. It could just as easily be, you know, just great. I go against ah, them the, the next time. Look at that, we'll have to move on. Uh, Forrest won, Brentford won. You know, I had Forrest to me, Trevor, so that probably, but it yeah. was, it was, uh, uh, well, you know there wasn't a whole lot in it oh, Forrest had a man sent off and they still recovered they went 1-0 down when they were down to 10 men still came back and equalised so I suppose in that respect a mm. decent point for Forrest ah, yeah. you know a VAR decent point for there as well in that game yeah 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 yeah. of course yeah VAR if anyone has we'll get some of the local referees I'll get Smokey or someone else on over the next few weeks to give us their yeah. genuine opinion yeah. because I've often said well, like I've stood on a sideline for f- 40 odd years in Kilkenny giving out if you know something <laughs> On occasions, the referees, but when you see the lads and they can't get away uh, at that no, level, no. it's absolutely scandalous. Right, 38 minutes past six. We better go take our last break. When we come back, we'll be looking ahead at the prominent games from next weekend and one or two from the Champions League over the next couple of nights. The team at TRP Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. 
And welcome back to part three, the third and final part of Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Cueve, my sincere apologies. I forgot about last night's game, the last game of the round of the weekend just gone by. Fulham nil, Chelsea two. Get your 30 seconds yeah, of yeah. gloating out of it. I need longer than 30 seconds, Jim. <laughs> you know, after yeah, yeah. misery for the last many weeks, finally. They, they played well last night. They did. Um, you know, and we were kind of joking about last week all these XG and expected goals and that Chelsea were one of the kind of the best performing teams in lines of that but not actually finishing it but finally getting a couple of goals I was delighted for Mudrick in particular yeah, getting yeah. he's had a tough time and since a very he came tough time. Yeah. and he, look he's you know he's come in under a lot of criticism he's a decent player he, I think he, hopefully that'll get him right um, he cost, yeah, he he cost 90 something million so, so he, he needs to be decent better, in fairness better, right. you know. uh, yeah look hopefully and it, it was a it was a game that, ha- that had to be won really um, because of the tough run of fixtures that are coming up and we've Burnley next but then after that it's Arsenal, Brentford, City, Spurs, and I think Newcastle are in there the next some, five yeah, games. Some, yeah. Like are all really, really tough games. So it's needing to be getting it going. But again, you know, it, it's it's the same as you can copy and paste it as it is every week. Positive going forward, playing it well, but finally getting the goals. So yeah. we might turn the corner. Pochettino will get it right eventually if he's left there, won't he, Bear? Pochettino will get it right if oh, he's left there. I think so. Yeah, he's a very calm. You know, never seems to panic, you know, and he seems to always know what he's at. Yeah, yeah. And I'd it's just getting it across to the lads on the mm. pitch, and as you say, keep getting to put the ball in the net, and they did it, they did it last night, you know. Yeah, okay. I like I liked the way Murdoch finished his. Yeah, yeah, it was a good finish. Maybe he'll yeah, yeah. kick on from here. Classy you finish, know? yeah. Okay, into the weekend, we have to rush through these. Luton are home to Spurs. Luton could indeed have seven points after that game against Burnley tonight um, so they'll be on a bit of a high assuming that they get a positive result tonight but Spurs are playing well I know the tight pitch it, at Luton is not going to ex- suit necessarily the expansive style that Postacoglu wants Spurs playing but surely Spurs outclass Luton and it will, if, no matter where uh, the pitch is after last weekend you can't say anything oh, so I understand that you know, anyone, but, but you know and, and, and Spurs son we haven't mentioned son over the last couple of weeks and he really has stepped out of the shadow of Harry Kane he's a brilliant striker isn't yeah, he, he and he's stepping, up to, he's stepping up really to the mark now yeah. after Harry Kane There's, in a way I suppose they're lucky he did step up because I mean Richarlison is still yeah he's not not, not up to it I don't think for that level Um uh, Luton, you know, look, positivity, but th- they'll probably go to that game to try and shut up shop. Yeah. In Kenilworth Road, it's not going to work against Spurs. I think they're playing too open, expansive football, really, really nice football. And scoring goals and creating chances. Yes, yeah, they could just could hack him. Yeah. Burnley are home to Chelsea. You mentioned that. Um, this is a good game for Chelsea to try and follow up in. You know what I mean? They got a good oh, win yeah. last night yeah. away to Fulham. Similar game. Uh, Burnley not going well. You know, again playing tonight, Burnley. But um, you know, you'd expect Chelsea to build on that. But you'd be afraid to say it after because we said the same yeah, about would, Everton last would, week. Yeah, you know, but you'd I, expect I, Chelsea to build. You would, and I think, uh, you know, I'm, I I said it most weeks here about how Burnley play and they're they're kind of very the open play that they have. That's that'll suit Chelsea much more. I mean, some of the games which Chelsea have performed the worst in the likes the game against Forest and that where Forest got at him and, and closed mm. him down fast that's the kind of uh, team Chelsea don't want to play so playing against Burnley will 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 be uh, I think a positive game for them and as I said with the fixtures that are coming up it's a must win game as well so yeah I fancy Chelsea too yeah, yeah, I think you would yeah. okay <laughs> Everton are home to Bournemouth I, I know, yeah. Because that's Wednesday I'd be saying Everton yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. but look 
again, I, I think they might actually beat Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth haven't won a game yet, but they've had a tough enough start. And I, they, I, I, I think that the, a similar. The, yeah, the one thing Everton have played four home matches and they lost the four. Yeah, and Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth. The, the same comment applies to Bournemouth as I mentioned earlier about Wolves. Queef that. I think their their league position belies their performances and they haven't played that badly in some of the games and they, might, they won't be afraid of Everton sure there's no one going to be afraid of Everton <laughs> no. yeah but it's, it could be a pretty cagey sort of a game I think I mean both teams are, are struggling to score that many goals and conceding yeah. as well like one all draw nil all draw it's, I, it's, not, going to be, it's yeah. not going to be an exciting yeah. one I don't think Fulham at home to Sheffield United Sheffield United in for a season of struggle conceding too many goals Fulham <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know, they, you, you should be good enough. Yeah, 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 but they're not certain. The, no, you know, they're not. No, they were poor last night. Fulham for for all that Chelsea were good. Fulham were poor, weren't they? Yeah, they're 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 missing again. Something we say a lot is they're missing Mitrovic. Ah, yeah, time. but they're going to have to get used to. Him. He's gone yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. You know, he ain't coming and, back. You know, like, like, it's not like he's out injured. No, and, you know? and I think last season Willian kind of played better for him. He's he's struggling to get it going for him. You know, there's a, like the players they have. Even a Wobi came on there against Chelsea, and I really don't see a, a Wobi as a great player and someone that you'd, you'd say is going to get you out of mire. Yeah, it's yeah, it, like you know, anything is like that. Fulham being at home, Sheffield United playing really, really poorly. Yeah, you'd Fulham yeah. plump just for Fulham. Yeah, speaking of teams that are playing really, really poorly, Manchester United are home to Brentford. <laughs> now, I'm telling you here now, lads, right? I wouldn't back him with your money, Bar. <laughs> I'm telling you, there's something's and not I right. Back on my money, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certainly. And like, right, they scraped over Wolves at home, scraped over Forest at home. Have already lost against Brighton at home and lost against Crystal Palace at home. Brighton, Crystal Palace, you know, if they lose at home, like if they don't beat Galatasaray tonight and they fail to beat Brentford in Old Trafford, Cueva on Saturday, Ten Hag will be really looking over his shoulder. Yeah, he's going to be under massive pressure because you know like, I just had a quick look there to see how many goals they've scored Score, we're saying about Chelsea not scoring goals United have scored the same amount seven do you know what I mean yeah. and that's, that's a big big problem for them yeah. um, Brentford look ah, again look I'm saying, saying it the whole time about United and being at home and all that kind of stuff doesn't matter you'd have to plumb for him though but I mean, look you can't I think Ten Hag is the manager when these kind of situations come when the pressure is really on, but the pressure, get him up. but the pressure is on. Like the pressure was on last weekend. The pressure is on. Like this guy yeah. has to realise that pressure is on, and he will not be left there if this continues because the fans are going to turn on him. Oh, and if the fans turn on him, he's finished. Yeah. You know, United are too big of a team. To yeah, I, I still don't think. I know there's a lot of the same players, up, but there's nothing settled about the United. No, the absolutely. He hasn't. And look, at he has been unlucky with injuries, and we'll give him that. But that's not good. them excuses. Like he has a certain amount of brownie points in. Banked from last weekend, last season. Yeah. But they won't be long getting spent. Oh, Them want, brownie no, points won't be long getting spent. Uh, half five on Saturday evening, lads. If you've anything to do or you want to go somewhere or whatever, I suggest you go at half five on Saturday evening and give Crystal Palace and Nuts Forest a miss. What do you think, Bar? I think Crystal Palace at home. Yeah, but that's like what a game to have on a half five. I know they all have to be get their turn. You know, I could stick my neck out. It could be a surprise here. It could be a surprise. It could be a four three. Could be. It could be. No, it could be goals. I mean, Palace will be on far. Be on a high. Nottingham Forest again. I said about my. I actually like the way they're they're going about it at the moment. That one knee and all those lads. I'll go with a draw. Go 
two all draws. Oh, Pete, yes, there'll be goals. Optimism by <laughs> optimism over. is soaring around the studio <laughs> as we speak. Okay, there's four games on Sunday and a couple of cracking looking games starting at two o'clock. Brighton home to Liverpool. Brighton on the back of a f- you know two or three yeah, poor results. Yeah, they're they're, they're still a good they side. I, I, I think now. Liverpool win a high scoring game in this. What yeah. do you think? Well, I think Liverpool will win. And I think they'll win maybe 3-1 or something. Yeah, yeah, 3-1 yeah, has been a very common score one, yeah. for Liverpool this season so far and, and indeed 3-1 after going 1-0 behind has happened on more than two occasions even um, you know even if Brighton are at their best I think Liverpool are, are wound- I know they're in European action on Thursday night but they're wounded after last weekend and this sense of injustice I think mm. they definitely drive Klopp on and then turn drive on the players and I, I fancy Liverpool to beat Brighton at- yeah, and if, they're, if their odds against I might even Stick him in the treble, <laughs> even though even though my Liverpool supporting friends are barely talking to me after having him in the treble last weekend. Well, if you're saying that, Brighton are going to win a three one. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I look at, like because I said it last week about I'm, I'm not convinced by Liverpool, but in fairness after that performance against against Spurs, you know they went down, lost the game, but to go down to nine men and fight the way they did, they really should have either at least got a point out of it or won that game and yeah. I'm I'm coming around to the idea of Liverpool now again Brighton off the back of that loss against Villa. It's hard to know. There will be there will be goals in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so come. yeah, I, I like the sound of that. Another three one could be couldn't be a, might not be a bad <laughs> show. West Ham are home to Newcastle. This uh, Newcastle after winning a couple on the bounce needed to. Um, again, both of these are in European action. West Ham tomorrow night or Newcastle uh, Wednesday night. West Ham Thursday night. That's an extra twenty four hours rest for Newcastle. Newcastle have a tough game tomorrow night against Paris Saint Germain. And West Ham are nobody's mugs. And uh, I you have an ex beside it there. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'd be inclined to agree with you. I could see this. I could see Botham cancel one another out here, Cueve. Yeah, because you'd like you'd imagine Newcastle will put out a fairly strong. They'll have to put out a really strong side against against PSG. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So and and, and, and depending on how that game goes, could 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 swing a lot of it in that game against West Ham. I'd be kind of on the same lines of of going with a draw, and I'd say Newcastle would take it. Yeah, I I'd be inclined. I think we have three we have three draws. Yeah, in the Newcastle are nearly the farm team in England at present. You know they're doing really well now in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, but, but, but Upton Park or whatever they call it, will always be Upton Park to me. Whatever they call it now, yeah. um, I I I can see a draw here definitely ok well, another draw I can see coming in the next 2 o'clock game Wolves are home to Aston Villa Wolves will be buoyed by that yeah. win against Villa Man City course, yeah. and Villa for all they were magnificent against Brighton they have still been inconsistent this season you know what I mean so they're no and Wolves you know, have played well in more than one game this season, more than that game against Man City, and I can see they're they're also neighbours up there in the you yeah, know so the Midlands. It's, it's a local, local derby, derby as well, the Black Country, know. and and then maybe a draw. Uh, I every year I Wolves Aston Villa, bang draw. <laughs> Before I don't even know mind what kind of form they're in. Yeah, but I just think this time. Aston Villa might share it. Do you think so? Hmm. Yeah, they're look. They're going to be on a high as well, and maybe Wolves. Maybe they'll be a little bit on too much of a high after the weekend. Queef. Yeah, well, I'd be on the same as Bor. I think Villa could share it because you know it, it probably would be a tight enough game, but it's, I think it's the firepower that Villa have. They have the ability to outscore Wolves. Yeah. Um, I mean, Wolves have struggled to to, to to score too many goals this season. Villa are showing that they're able to. Ali Watkins is on such good form. 
Yeah, it'll, there'll be, I think there'll be a couple of goals in it, but Villa will share it. Because of course there's an international break coming up after next weekend again. So you know the teams are what team no, but teams will want to go out. They like going into these international breaks on a high. And any manager who's uh, shall we say looking over his shoulder certainly wants a positive result before they go into these international breaks. And I'm thinking in particular of Mr. Ten Hag and potentially Sean Dyche as well. Yeah. Um, the big game the weekend half past four Sunday Arsenal at home to Man City now Arsenal going well Bear overall City going well to take that little blip against Wolves out of the equation um, Man City I don't know I haven't looked it up when was the last time they lost two Premier League games in a row um, you know Arsenal to a certain extent kind of fell away and kind of handed them the yeah. momentum in the league in the title race last season this is a huge game for Arsenal this is a big big game and look Arsenal probably couldn't be playing Man City at a better time having be- been beaten last weekend Arsenal are, are just now are beginning to get into their stride they won a few matches early in the season when I didn't think they were that impressive you know but they got the results but last weekend 4-0 that was okay nothing wrong with it and at home Next weekend, I think they might shade it. Do you think so? I do. Queef. That's, that's a, it's really, really hard to call that one. Um, I, we might be going along more along the draw just to sit on the fence, really. <laughs> but, because, look, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see Arsenal get a result out of it and, and make this a bit more interesting. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the draw. I, I can't I can't separate them, really. I think it is because a lot like the injuries and everything that City have... They're going to be missing uh, Rodri again. And, you know, Arsenal kind of have, have quietly gone about their business at their last little while, as, as Bor said. They kind of have won games when they haven't looked amazing, which is what a lot of teams have yeah. done when they're, when they're yeah. you know, when they, when they can, they can challenge for titles. So, yeah, I'm going to sit firmly on that fence. Well, I'm going to go against Borti. And I think Guardiola is going to target oh, this game big time. He's going to look at this now and he's going to say, right, last season for a lot of it, it was advantage Arsenal. This is an opportunity, you know, in the first week in October mm. to really lay down a marker in the league title race. And I think City will target this game big, big time. And I fancy City to, to beat Arsenal. In a, in a maybe a, you know, both teams to score, City oh, to yeah. win type of win. <laughs> but I think, I think the fact that I just think, I can see Guardiola looking at this and licking his chops and he's saying, right, you know, I remember yeah. Arteta is he's kind of in his protege. Well, you know what I mean? Games, you say that he, oh, he'll target and he's going to target this. And I, I see City being up for this big time. And I see, yeah, I no, see and a, a wounded animal, I suppose, as well. After oh, the yeah, game, I, yeah, I yeah. fancy City in this now. I have to say, Champions League tonight must win. We said for United home to Galatasaray. If they don't win, they're they're on the back foot big time. Well, I wouldn't be backing them with your one. No, I wouldn't back them. <laughs> Arsenal are away to Lons in uh, France. Lons had a, a tremendous season in in, uh, in the league in France last season, narrowly only pipped by, by Paris Saint-Germain in the title race. Um, it, you know, they only drew in the first game. I think this is a difficult game for Arsenal tonight. I think they might take a draw away to, in France tonight, Arsenal. What do you think, Quiver? Have you any thoughts on it? I'd say Arsenal... I, I just had a quick look when you were saying about Lons at the table that they're, they're not going massively well in, in, the, in the league at the moment. Um, I just think again look Arsenal quality 
there's quality there it'll beat them ok you know the way if you have a red button and you can like RT or whichever Virgin whichever are showing United and Galatasaray tonight but if you really want to watch a proper match tonight Napoli are a home to Real yeah. Madrid at 8 o'clock tonight that'll be a cracker yeah, that'll be a good one that'll yeah. be a cracker yeah. you know I know it doesn't it doesn't like RT they'll never go for one of these kind of games because they always want to show Man United or Liverpool or of course Liverpool not hit it, but do you know what I'm saying they'll always show the English that'll be a proper game tonight Napoli I, I and Real Madrid I, I, looking up but about it was the history of that game it's, it spurred the start of the Champions League something to do with uh, Berlusconi wasn't too happy that the winners of the Italian League had to go they played play the first round game and they, you know, they, were, they, were, they didn't want them getting knocked out and that was the start of the Champions League oh, game yeah, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. got to play a few games yeah yeah they got two or three out. cracks at it you know tomorrow night Celtic are home to Lazio they were well you know they, they had they had a, an interesting game away to Furner the first night had players sent off the whole lot um, anytime they ever done well in Europe it'll always they'd be relying on their home farm be interesting to see will they be good enough to get that enough of Lazio I'm not so sure Bear. Uh, no I wouldn't be betting on it either you know no. but tomorrow night look at lads the Group F is a, is a, is a fascinating group year away to Red Bull Leipzig you know again there'll be goals in that I'd imagine Borussia Dortmund home to AC Milan but Newcastle home to Paris Saint-Germain now this is a brilliant game for Newcastle uh. fans their first time in 20 odd years or whatever it is back in the Champions League and to have the, you know Kylian Mbappe and all the boys from Paris Saint-Germain coming and the, this there'll be some atmosphere I hope this is on the telly I'm sure it is uh, yeah, it's yeah. you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle beat Paris Saint-Germain tomorrow yeah, it night it could happen yeah it could happen and there'll, and there'll probably be a decent uh, price to do it you know what yeah. I mean but um, speaking of Celtic and this that leads us into the Scottish League Rangers are looking for a new manager. Uh, he was a dead man walking Michael Beale over the last couple of weeks. They lost against Aberdeen, I think, at home mm. last weekend. That was the nail in the coffin. Uh, Do they attract a big name Rangers? Hard to know. Who, I don't what know. kind I, of? A I, I have a feeling Frank Lampard might come into it. Apparently, he was at the match mm. last weekend. Surely not, Quive. Like, who do you get? Like, yeah, that's a hard. That's a hard one because Rangers expect, but Rangers don't have the quality at the moment to be expecting it I don't think yeah, yeah. and that's the problem I think you, you need a, probably a better manager than Frank Lampard you've seen his but track record he's, I don't back, think. he's kind of surfaced again he's like yeah. a lad to me is looking for a job again no well I'm sure he's, a, he's, he, he's looking for one yeah. but I'm not so sure like I'm not so sure he's the answer to the Rangers oh, I know that most of the people listening to this programme couldn't <laughs> give a monkeys about Rangers but it's still a, it's still an issue and I mean, I, I think it um, be very interesting to see who gets that job very interesting Before we, I just want to mention Franny I Lee, was just uh, going to say it to you one of the greats of Manchester Manchester City, so, so before Sergio Aguero or or, yeah, or Haaland or Jack Grealish yeah. or De Bruyne Man City had a really good team back in the in the late 60s yeah. and the early 70s they had the, the, the three boys Summerby Francis and, and Colin Bell, and Colin Bell. Yeah. but Francis Lee died yesterday or today and uh, you have fond memories ah, of him he was, a, he was a great pair of stuff you know he played a, good, a lot of times for England but I, I loved watching him because you always you got your money's worth you know that kind of way. he was a great player scored a lot of great goals. and he played at a time when it was he was in England's uh, World Cup squad in 1970 yeah. and uh, he played you know he scored a, something like 140 odd goals for Man City he's a legend at Man City viewers of a certain age won't remember him or listeners of a certain age but go on to YouTube right and just Google Franny Lee right and Google Franny Lee 
and Norman Hunter. Yeah, Norman yeah. Hunter <laughs> was a tug that uh, played in the middle of the park for Leeds. There's no other word to describe uh, him, right? Uh, but the two of them, like, if it happened today, they'd be banned for yeah, life. Well, they boxed the you-know-what <laughs> off of one another one day in the match. Uh, and it's, it is there to be uh, seen on YouTube, if you, anyone, if you want to look at it. And just another death I'd want to mention, for people of a certain age, Airtel, page 221. <laughs> a lot of us of my age. The only way we had a follow in soccer one time was Airtel 221, and you'd be pressing it every 30 seconds, waiting for it to refresh to see had your team scored a goal, or if you had an old <laughs> bet done, Airtel is gone. Did you, you used to be on the Airtel? Oh, yeah, yeah. Queeve, you're yeah, probably too I, young. I would, would like, obviously when I was kind of young enough small <laughs> now doing it but I remember that like yeah 2-1 two to one, oh, and two then to watching, one, yeah. watching the premiership then later on tonight to see it but like, you'd be there you'd be waiting for it to refer how harmless like people if I told my lads that they'd be I laughing know. at me yeah. oh that was the only way we had to keep track of scores <laughs> anyway look at as always the hour has caught up with us here on a Tuesday night um, myself and Burr will be back with Pat on Saturday Sport Cueve is back on Monday 4 o'clock uh, Kevin Le 